Hi, everybody. Welcome to yet another edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast. A little different this time. We're going to venture off from uh, having a guest and doing an in-depth interview. You can go back. As you know, podcasts are always there. We've got a, a wonderful one to get you ready for the season with Ed Jovanovsky. Uh, Steve Mayer, who's uh, in charge of so many different things at the NHL. Uh, we interviewed him this summer. Sean Thornton, Panthers executive and also, Panthers president Matt Caldwell. So you can go back if you missed any of those podcasts, and uh, we invite you to give a listen to those. Uh, moving forward, as the season gets rolling, we'll do a weekly podcast, maybe even more often, and you'll hear from Panthers players and coaches and others around the NHL. But uh, here is training camp has, uh, I guess, two weeks left in the preseason. That's for the Panthers, a little less than two weeks. The NHL season believe it or not, starts in a week. So very exciting. Panthers have their final week of preseason games. They're all against the Tampa Bay Lightning on Thursday night. We'll have it for you from Orlando, a neutral site game. And that'll be on Fox Sports Florida. And the Cats are home on Saturday night to take on the Lightning at the BB&T Center. Here on the Goldie on Ice podcast, have to thank our sponsors that make it all possible. Sides Foundation, the work fighting pediatric cancer by Dave Lister and his folks. Outstanding. Morris Southeast Group, Ken Morris and his family for all your real estate needs. ONA Management Group, Orion and his team will tell you about them. And one-on-one concierge, Oscar and his staff taking care of you in uh, many different ways here in South Florida. So uh, any of the needs you have and uh, for any of those uh, companies and Sides Foundation certainly invite you to patronize them as uh, they make the podcast possible, possible, and we appreciate their support. Also making it possible, um, I'm fine doing all the talking, but not so wonderful at all the other stuff. Brett Markowitz is our producer, putting it all together, making it look good and sound good. You can follow us on Twitter, at Goldie on Ice, on Instagram, same, at Goldie on Ice, and look for the, the promos Brett always puts together, uh, some nice video and audio promos when a new podcast is about to be released, so you can get a little preview and uh, get a heads up into that as well. Okay, I'm just going to talk for a little while here on this edition of the podcast and tell you that mood What's going on uh, with the Florida Panthers? First of all, a week ago, I was out in California. Fox Sports does broadcast meetings every year. Uh, They're nice enough to bring everybody, both in the NHL and, by the way, all the NBA announcers and producers and production staffs. Everybody goes out to Los Angeles for basically a two-day conference. Talk about all different things and broadcasting and and, uh, things like that. And one of the big things with the hockey um, that came up, so many different guys, both on-air, TV crew members, hey, you guys are going to be pretty good this year. Hey, I really like your team. Man, you guys got a chance this year. Shame you didn't make it last year. So just to give you a feel about what people, um, at least in the broadcasting industry, are thinking about the Panthers going into this season. That was real encouraging over the years that – let's just say, hasn't always been the case, okay? (laughs) Um, The other thing, being around the team, being at practice, I've asked a number of Panther players that have been around. And, you know, one of my big things, you know, I like to know, how's the room? You know, how's the vibe, the chemistry? And I got words back from different players like awesome, phenomenal, really great, um... You know, usually you get a, yeah, good. You know, it's a good group. Probably not going to be told if it's not a real good group by too many players off the record. 
But the players I asked that question to were so emphatic in their answer, um, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. So I thought that was something that was um, really worth sharing. Uh, The other thing is, you know, the respect factor that Alexander Barkov has always had, and now I think even has more as far as being the captain of this team. And, you know, for people wondering about, you know, the vocal captain, I've spoken to a lot of NHL people over the years. And, hey, if a guy is vocal and does all that stuff that Barkov does, great. But Nick Lidstrom didn't say much. Steve Eisenman didn't say much. Patrick Marlowe, who was one of the leaders for years in San Jose, from what I gather, not only didn't say much, never said a word. Um, there's a number of other players that just go about it, you know, with their actions. And there's a number of teams this year that aren't even going with a captain. So I really think leadership on a team is a group thing. But if you've got a guy that is as good as Barkoff is on the ice during games and is as good on non-game days with the workouts, I mean, Barkoff is very quietly almost Yager-like with showing up early and staying late. And I think... That whole plan the Panthers had a few years ago of bringing in Yarmir Yager to affect these young guys um, has really paid off in a big way. So uh, I think it was a great move by the Panthers. I think he'll be a wonderful captain, and he doesn't need to say much. And by the way, I've been told this before, even before he was captain. If he ever does say anything, everybody is going to take notice. So sometimes that's even better. You know, instead of getting the... uh, you know, the teacher, if you will, that's always riding you, riding you, riding you, and eventually you tune it out and go, yeah, 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 that's just Mr. Whatsoever being Mr. Whatsoever. Barkoff won't be like that. So, and I think you have enough vocal guys on this team that things will be said that need to be said. And to be perfectly honest, in this day and age in the NHL, I don't think you need to say a ton all the time. I mean, players know what, the system is, the way the team needs to play um, without being told and being yelled at about it. Um, The game, and I guess young people in general, forget about the game. I should rephrase that. Young people in general have changed. They don't want to be told and yelled at, and here's what you do, and you do this this way because that's the way it is. It's not the way this generation is. They want to know why. Why are you asking me to do that? Okay, let me get an understanding of that. And I think, um, you know, having a teacher like the Panthers have in Bob Bugner, uh, a guy that commands respect but can say what's necessary, and having a captain like Alexander Barkov and some of the other guys in a way the letters and just are leaders on this team, even without letters, I think it's a pretty good situation um, moving forward. And, you know, I clearly think that those intangibles, while not the overriding factor, if you have a bunch of great guys and they're all on a team and they're all trying really hard, it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to win. You still have to be talented. Uh, that is clear cut. But I also think you need all that other stuff. And I think the Panthers are in a good position heading into this season. So those are a couple of things I wanted to share. I want to get into the roster and all of those things, which um, we will do coming up here uh, right after we hear from a uh, couple of bit. I want to tell you a little bit about a few of these sponsors and the work they do, and hopefully you take the time to listen to it. And if you ever have a need uh, for any of them, uh, they're wonderful people. I know them all personally. So uh, take a, a very short little break here. I want to tell you about them and what they do, then come back with more on this uh, Panthers roster here on this edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. <laughs> 
Time to tell you about Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Group, an inaugural sponsor of the Goldie and Ice podcast. And if you're looking to own commercial real estate, lease or purchase, call Ken, 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400. Ken Morris represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. Hey, he's a straight shooter, been doing this for a long time, and very knowledgeable. 954-240-4400 for Ken and the Morris Southeast Group for all of your real estate needs. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orion and ONA today at 954 922 8660 online at com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management. All right, we get back into the hockey talk. Uh, mentioned about the Panthers and just the vibe and all that kind of stuff, some of the things I've observed. Let me get into this roster a little bit. It's the first time in a while that there's really been no turnover at all on this roster. Um, and that's not only intentional. That's just the way it's kind of lined up. You didn't have contracts expiring. Um, you didn't have anybody retiring. And just the way the whole thing has come about after the season they had, um, everybody's back on this team. And then the Panthers, and you've got to give ownership credit, you know, by my uh, informal calculations, they probably spent four to five million dollars on depth for players that may or may not ever have an effect on this team. And to me, that is huge. Michael Hutchinson is making one point three million dollars. We all know the Panthers have used three goalies over the last few years. First off, he's going to make the AHL team probably a playoff team. He was dominant last year. You also don't have to rush Sam Montembeau. He can learn from a guy that's been around. He's in his late 20s, Hutchinson. Um, And Hutchinson can come up and step right in and play games at any time. So the the Panthers spent the money on that third goaltender. That's a one-way contract. He makes the same whether he ever plays a game for the Panthers or not. They've also signed a couple of veteran AHL defensemen. Now, I think the Panthers, barring injuries, are are pretty set on D. You know, with Ekblad, Yandel, Matheson as the top three, um, you've got Pesic, you've got uh, Mackenzie Wieger, Alexander Petrovich, and Bogdan Kisilevich. And yes, that's the way you pronounce his name, Kisilevich. So everybody knows Bogdan Kisilevich. Um, so you've got seven guys there, you know, that are proven. And Ian McCashin, who again is another guy that can he play in the AHL in the NHL? Sure, but is there a chance? He begins in the AHL and sees 25 minutes a night and really, you know, gets his game. Remember, he didn't play much hockey last year because the Panthers didn't have that depth. So he was up with the team when he probably should have been playing at least some games in Springfield. So you have those eight players, and then really intriguing to me, the Panthers went out and got a couple of AHL guys. Um, Jacob McDonald, what a story this kid is. From Cornell undrafted, exploded in the AHL last year, 50-something points, 20-goal scorer, uh, one of the best, if not the best, offensive defensemen in the AHL. I really haven't looked into it enough, but I know New Jersey wanted to keep him, and New Jersey kicked around giving McDonald a one-way contract. For whatever reason, it never happened. The Panthers gave him a two-year, two-way contract, just guessing that that AHL money is probably 
considerable for an AHLer. And they've got a guy, he did score the game winner in that preseason game against Dallas. That game played in Tulsa, Oklahoma last Saturday. They've got a guy that offensively is just a real eye-opener. Now, I know in Jersey last year, the defensive part of his game was what needed to, you know, maybe be better, improve upon. He'll have to be able to work with Jordy Kinnear in the AHL, presumably, and hopefully get the defensive part of the game up to par. But a very intriguing guy the Panthers went out and got. Now, that's 90. Add a 10th. Julian Melchiori is another very intriguing prospect. He's still, as of the time of recording, up with the team. I mean, I'm sure, you know, 95% he's starting the season in the AHL, barring an injury. This is a guy, again, mid-20s, drafted in the third round in 2010. Okay, so he's 26 years old. He's played for Winnipeg in the AHL, in the NHL, I should say, including, you know, about 20 games last year. And, you know, by all counts, didn't see, you know, a a ton of ice time in the NHL, a total of 30 games, but 18 last year. um, Got some decent minutes in the high teens with the Jets last year. um, Was even plus minus. Now, I know that's on a very good team. And not going to lie to you, I didn't study all of his shifts by any stretch so but but he's a guy that's played 30 games in the league and you know he's been again a, another good AHL player um so the Panthers when you start looking at it and by the way he's been in the AHL for four years averaging about you know 55 games per season um another mid-20s guy so the way I look at it is the Panthers clearly are 10 deep on D uh, for guys that if you have to put them in to play some games, they can. And that's really what you need. And the Panthers have spent the money to have that depth. Now, when you go up front, they've done the same thing. Everybody is back from last year. And now you add whether they play immediately or on the roster scratch to start the season, at least on opening night or in the AHL. You're talking about a team that has 18 NHL caliber forwards, in my estimation. Um, and that is what you need to get through a season. You need 16 to 18. So again, I know everybody's focused on the lines on October 6th in Tampa and who's going to play in the home opener October 11th against Columbus, and I just look at it and say, hey, everybody's going to play throughout the season. So whether they go with Borkstrom, McCann, Mulgan on that third line, and then you toss it up for the fourth line, and I mean, I think Colton Sevier, obviously, is going to be a guy that plays. You've got Vetrano on a one-way contract. Um, you've got the veterans, Brower, McKenzie, Haley. I think everybody knows where I feel on those guys. I hope all of them are still around on this team. Whether or not they play every game, that's another story, okay? But I do think having guys that have been through it are key, and You know, for many years of this franchise, the Panthers handed jobs to young guys. That's not the case anymore. You've got to earn it. I thought Bob Bugner was very impressive the other day, explaining why Owen Tippett was sent down. Has nothing to do with his offensive ability. But there's more to the game than offense. And he's got to get a little bit more intense, is what Bugner says. Do more, learn more to play without the puck. And you know what? That's fine. He's 19 years old. There's absolutely no rush. Not everybody walks right in and can immediately get it and play. And, you know, to be honest with you, you look back at Panther players over the years, many of them probably would have benefited from some time in the AHL. And I clearly think it helped Vinny Trocek. I clearly think it helped probably Matheson 
that didn't walk right in and play immediately. You look at Jared McCann, that experience of being sent down. He's admitted himself two years ago. That was a huge factor for him. Dennis Mulgan has been up and down a bit and played games in the AHL. I not only think that there's nothing wrong with it, but I think it's a staple of the good franchises. For years, the Detroit Red Wings guys, they, they spent two to four years in Grand Rapids. Tampa Bay has brought guys up through Syracuse. You go back, everybody can do it online yourself. Go to HockeyDB.com. Go look up the Syracuse Crunch over the last three, four, five years and look at some of the players that they had down there. I want to say Marcia So, Kucherov, Gord, uh, Yanni Gord, and like two or three others were all on the same team in Syracuse. So I've never heard in my years around the NHL anybody say, oh yeah, that guy was really set back by spending too much time in the AHL. And if a guy is down there for a little bit longer than needed, great. To me, that's what the good teams have. So presumably, and by the way, a guy that has really been impressive, and you know, I I put a lot in stock of what players think, because they're the ones out there and playing. A lot of the Panther players are very impressed with Yuho Lamico. He's a Finn, drafted a few years ago by the Panthers, I believe the third round, has played in the AHL for a couple of years. I think whether it's this year or next year, I think he's a factor on this NHL roster. So you've got him. You've got Dryden Hunt. You've got Mulgan. Um, you've got Borgstrom. Uh, you've got Anthony Greco, who has really been impressive. Another one of those undrafted guys can really skate. I, I think can be a factor in the NHL. And, of course, Maxime Mammon, who was Excellent in the A last year. Came up for the Panthers. I thought really played well in his 25 games there at the end of the season. So, hey, if some of these guys start in the AHL and get first-line minutes and are playing 20 minutes a night, and then when those inevitable injuries slash subpar play by some um, hit, you have guys that you're ready to call up and plug right in. And by the way, if you you don't have any injuries – and everybody's playing great, that should be your biggest problem, that you've got too many guys. And yeah, there's a couple of guys in the AHL that are deserving of NHL jobs, but there's no room. That would be the ideal situation. That is what the top teams in the NHL have. And I think finally the Panthers are going to have that. And I'm really looking forward to following Springfield. I think they've got a chance um, to have a heck of a team uh, there as well. So, I think it's going to be real interesting, this final battle for roster spots. Um, I am just personally, as far as letting veterans go, you know, to me, that's a real tough call because if you let them go and then one or two injuries hit and you're calling up more of these young guys, suddenly your depth is then gone and you're not 16, 18 deep, you're 14, 15 deep. So it's going to be interesting. This is why Dale Talon and... McCabe and Pronger and Joyce and Birch and Bugner on and on. This is why they get paid the money, okay? Me talking about it, you all out there as, you know, fans consuming it and hopefully enjoying it and debating it, um, you know, we don't have to make that call, but they're, they're tough calls to make. And you, you see it all the time in the league. You know, guys move teams. And, hey, why'd that team let that guy go? And there's often a number of extenuating circumstances why someone winds up with somebody else. For me, per, you know, personally, um, ownership has put the money out for, for these guys to have the depth. And if it's up to me, I keep them all. Great having the three goalies. Great having 10 deep on D. And I think if the Panthers can stay 
you know, 16, 18 deep up front. Because if you're going to make a run throughout the regular season in the playoffs, you need them all anyway. I'm going to come back with a little bit more on how this roster sets up contractually. I have some thoughts on that as we continue. Uh, Steve Goldstein here. This is the Goldie on Ice podcast. All things Panthers and the NHL. We'll be doing it all season long. Um, And we're going to be right back. And it's all part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. So uh, check out the network. There's... There's Dolphins podcasts, uh, got Seth Levitt, O.J. McDuffie involved in that. There's Heat podcasts, Marlins, soccer. Uh, the network really has a, a lot going on. So uh, stay with us for this uh, brief pause. I want to tell you about uh, a couple more of our wonderful sponsors, and then I want to get into some contract stuff. Sides Foundation Fighting Pediatric Cancer is a wonderful nonprofit organization. Born out of Sydney Lister's successful fight against Ewing sarcoma, Sides was formed helping kids and families fight cancer. Call 954-594-5763 for ways you can help, including attending fundraising events like the annual golf tournament or dinner. Call Dave Lister, Sid's dad, at 954-594-5763. It's the Sides Foundation. I personally thank you for helping the fight against cancer. All right, set to wrap it up on this edition of the podcast, which unfortunately for you only uh, features me. Sorry about that, but felt like as training camp moves along and we close in on the regular season, October 6th, the opening night in Tampa, you'll see it on Fox Sports Florida. Then October 11th, the home opener against Columbus. I hope you're there at the BB&T Center. And by the way, all the games this year, um, except for the first one in Finland against the Jets, which is on NBC Sports Network, every other game, will be seen on Fox Sports Florida. You can get that on your on the Fox uh, Fox Sports app, or, of course, you can watch it on your um, cable or satellite provider. And I just wanted to mention before we wrap this up, the job the Panthers have done contractually, this doesn't get talked about. And, you know, you see all these um, restricted free agents, you know, getting done uh, just as camp, you know, either finishes or the season starts. Vegas got Shea Theodore done with a seven-year contract. The way the Panthers have lined this up, I mean, you talk about signing Huberdeau early, Barkoff, Trocek, Bugstad, the Dadnoff deal, wonderful for the player, phenomenal for the team in my estimation. Um, you know, Yandelek, Blad, Matheson, Pesic. the way the Panthers have handled their contracts have really been masterful over the last two or three years. Um, you know, and to me, it doesn't matter who got them done. I'm sure there's different people at different times in the front office that have locked these contracts in. But when you look at the way the Panthers were proactive and signing Barkov to the six-year deal, the Huberto deal, the Trocheck deal, I really think has been remarkable. And that top seven, and yes, I throw Jared McCann in there because I think he is firmly entrenched as that third-line center that can do it all as far as be a good offensive threat and also last year made tremendous strides defensively and I think he really relishes the role. Um, You know, I've talked to McCann quite a bit, um, you know, just the conversations with him and the maturity that he's now showing is impressive. Um, So I look at all those guys and this year, and again, it's a longer window for this franchise. To me, it's a five, six, ten-year window they have. But when you look at this two-year window with Dadnoff and Hoffman signed before they become unrestricted free agents and everybody else locked in even further, including Jared McCann for two years, but he's restricted at the end of that, the, the Panthers contractually 
just wow. And you throw Borgstrom in there and Balgan in there and a number of the other players you know, that are under the team's control, even if only signed for one year. Um, and they've got that flexibility. You know, Petrovich, Uyghur, um, Vetrano, all under contract this year, all fairly young. Uh, I just look at what they have going forward now, and it's one thing to have a team like the Panthers have, and, you know, I think could be a serious threat this year to, to get to 100 points and make some noise in the playoffs. It's another thing for the next two years, really, to not have any, I don't even want to call it controversy because it's not, but, but, but any doubt about who, you know, is going to be back from the standpoint of who the team wants. Sure, they could let some guys leave, but that's up to the team. So I think that's a huge factor. Next two years, the top seven, and hey, if you want to stretch it out, go right ahead. If you want to add Borgstrom in there, you're a big believer in Henrik Borgstrom, uh, which there's no reason not to be. Um, you know, he's obviously on his entry-level deal, so he's locked in also. Um, and Mulgan is, is locked in and then a restricted free agent when his deal is up. So you can stretch it as far down as you want, but I think the Panthers, when you look at contractually what they have done and how they have put this thing together, it's it's pretty remarkable. In this day and age, we hear all this stuff about free agency and salary caps to have those, you know, as far down, like I said, as you want to go, um, you know, 10 to 14 players locked in under contract where you don't need to worry about, um, you know, not being able to fit somebody that you really want to fit at least for a couple of years. So that's that, That's real impressive um, and, and kind of fun to look at when you analyze this team going into this season and then even going into next season. All right, it's been a little bit of a different uh, podcast this time here on the Goldie and Ice podcast, the Five Reasons Sports Network. I promise you I will not be going on for 25 minutes in the future by myself. We will continue to have our guests and uh, a lot of the in-depth ones where we kind of find out about uh, players' backgrounds and where they came from, and different NHL people get some uh, some NHL broadcasters on, and people from the league also. It's kind of a free forum here. So hopefully, I appreciate you guys listening and subscribing. Hopefully, you're enjoying the podcast. Any ideas you have uh, for it? Hey, we take all the feedback. Uh, anything you want to hear that you're not hearing, you just hit us up on Twitter at Goldie on Ice. And thanks for listening to uh, this edition. Uh, we'll be back with you soon, and. We'll let you know exactly when.